Welcome to Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Off to the airport I go, off to the airport (laughs) I go. Why am I saying this? Hi, this is Sean Mulcahy, one of the co-hosts of Dads, Daughters, and Dollars, here talking to my daughter who's on the road. Um, We're saying that because tomorrow I fly to Greece for two weeks, and I'm very excited. And when I come back, we're going to do an episode about travel hacking your way to Greece. I did one last year for Portugal, and this year we're doing Greece. Um, I can tip my hand a little bit and said, for two weeks... Staying at uh, four different hotels, taking five different flights. So I'm including the flight there and back. And then there's three flights in between to go between islands. Um, So far, for two full weeks there, this does not include food and maybe some discretionary expenses, like you're bringing home a souvenir or something. I have spent $1,650. For two weeks in Greece, including five flights. Two weeks. So I'm that's crazy. Pretty darn happy with that. So that's the teaser for the Greece episode. But I we will talk about that when I come back and probably be called travel hacking your way to Greece. Um, but today, well, that's, that's crazy. It's a little over a hundred a day. That's really not bad. Yeah, when you include the flights, you know, and the flight is something like fourteen hours or something like that. That's you know. I'm just looking at the gas expense of flying both ways on the airplane. Like, I'm getting away with a pretty good deal, I think. All right. So I know this is something that you already do a little bit, and it's something I've done a little bit in the past. But we're talking today about side hustles. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? This is a way, a side hustle is obviously a way to earn some money outside of whatever your regular job or career is because you have some time and it'll somehow fit into your schedule because most side hustles are flexible. You don't have to report to work from eight to four or something. You're like, oh, at nine o'clock at night, I can take a survey online and I'm getting paid $25 for the survey. You know, and it might take you 45 minutes to an hour, but maybe you get paid $25. But we're going to talk over some of those side hustles and then um, I'm going to let Caitlin tune in on one that she does. So, yeah. all right. So here's three side hustles I'm, that I believe everybody knows about, but these are probably the three most popular. Driving for Uber or Lyft, and they both offer flexible schedules. So I know someone who had done Uber, and they only drove, uh, you know, their their job was kind of flexible. They were an insurance person. But they knew they could make the most amount of money driving people to the airport at like four in the morning because nobody else wanted to do those. So the prices were higher, so they got paid a better. So three days a week, the person would get up at four in the morning and drive maybe four trips, five trips, and then go to their insurance job. And that was flexible, so they could maybe get off at two in the afternoon. But for the day, they had made $300 driving people to the airport and then had their insurance job. So they didn't want to do it five or seven days a week. They only did it three days a week. So it was a nice little extra $900 a week. Um, The other one is obviously delivering food like Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, 
or delivering groceries like stuff like Instacart and Shipt, which is S-H-I-P-T. Um, so you deliver groceries to clients. But those are probably the three most popular. Um, I'm going to give you some more now that I have a list of 15, and I know Caitlin has one that she wanted to talk about that she does. The next one I have is people are making passive income storing other people's stuff. So there's a th- there's a website called Neighbor. It lets you rent out your unused space. It could literally be a driveway. So let's say you had a really long driveway, and it could fit three to four cars. You could have someone's car stored as the first car that's all the way in closest to the end of the driveway, and the three cars that you use are the next ones out, but they're paying you a monthly fee to keep the car because they can't, you know, they're going to get nothing but tickets leaving it outside their apartment because they have two cars, and so they use that like once a month or something. But they will pay you for that. It could be your garage, your basement, a shed, a parking spot. I know people who have rented two-bedroom apartments and rented out like storage. So there'd be someone bring 60 boxes, put it in the second bedroom. The amount of money they were getting was equal to like as if they had a roommate and they were splitting the rent. That's crazy. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, There's another one where you take surveys. I know someone who every time they traveled would take surveys online because, oh, I got to be at the airport two hours in advance. This is going to take 45 minutes of my time. I'll do that, and then I'll have made $25, so that'll have paid for my Starbucks on both sides of the trip or something. Um, Yeah. So there's a there's a survey company called Branded Surveys, and I will link to any of these things so you guys, you know, if you're interested in any of them. There's a uh, tutoring online. So there's places like tutor.com, tutor me and study pool, where they pay you usually at least $16 an hour, which is minimum wage. But if you had, you know, something like you're good at math, or if you're good um, at history or something like that, it's something where you can tutor somebody and they could be somebody is, you know, an eighth grader, a ninth grader, a fourth grader, whatever, but they need some extra help and their parents are willing to pay. And so you go through this company and the company takes a fee. It's something you can do. Um, becoming a transcriptionist. So what is that? So that's where you usually li- listen to recorded or live audio files, and then you type up written versions of them. This is usually done for the medical and legal industries, and they can pay between 20 and $45 an hour, depending on how fast you are. So um, I do believe for these to be really accurate, that you do have to get certified. So you have to take some sort of test that says, yeah, well, I do type, you know, X amount of words per minute. And therefore, um, you know, I've proved that with this little online test and now you can get paid. Oh, your fee is going to be $37 an hour. So that's not bad. Um, So I know, Caitlin, you had one you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I I got into it over the pandemic because, I had no idea how long we were all going to be locked up and it's um, print on demand. So basically, you know, I took a one graphic design class in college. I consider it the most useful class I took. Um, cool. One of the most. And um, I have the programs for it because I do pay for Photoshop and all the other programs every single month. 
And I decided I wanted to make designs like and see if maybe they would sell. They're pretty random. Um, nothing that's too special. But I found, you know, I tried a whole bunch of different, just throwing everything at the wall and, and praying. And that's a certain strategy that doesn't always work. But then I kind of found um, something that was specific that I didn't see anyone else doing. And uh, it has sold. And I think over the past two-ish years, I've probably made about 200 bucks, so not a ton. But it's, you know, a design I put up once. And then I don't have to think about it again. And it's just And it just gets automatically deposited into your account. Yeah. So um, after it hits about um, $20, uh, I get sent a check. So if I don't hit the $20, you know, threshold within a month, then it just rolls over into the next month until I get paid. So right now, thank goodness that someone recently bought a hoodie with my design on it in England or something. And my cut of it was about seven or six dollars. It's pretty nice because most of the time the site I use, I mostly just sell stickers. Right. What most people go to that site for. Right. But now I'm sitting at about nearly seventeen dollars. So just a few more sales and I'll get about I don't a twenty dollar check um or just gets deposited through PayPal um into my business account. And it's nice. It's twenty dollars I didn't have before. It wasn't twenty dollars I was expecting to make. Um, and technically, the more I keep uploading, you know, potential designs, if I feel I have the time to, the more sales you make. Um, but I definitely recommend finding like a, a niche first. But if it's if designing is something you're interested in, or you feel like you have something to be really cool and you'd want people to buy it, it's a nice way to you know, not have to worry about finding the t-shirt, not having to worry about customers returning it, canceling the shipping. They all handle it for you. It's literally just a place where you put up your designs and it's pretty nice. Yeah. Listen, the thing I think is amazing about what you're doing, let's say you made a maximum of $300 a year and people go, oh, it's not that great of a side hustle. If you, like we're saying about, I know someone who, when they are waiting two hours in the airport, they take a survey and they usually make like 25 bucks and sometimes, you know, oh, it was a two hour and 15 minute with, and they take two surveys and they made 50 bucks. Um, so if you were designing while you're waiting for your plane and you're doing something creative, it didn't feel like work, then you upload that and it doesn't sell for six months. And then in six months, you sell like six t-shirts or stickers or backpacks or whatever they are. You were making money while you were sleeping. So you had to do put whatever energy into one time. And that one time was actually a creative time. It wasn't like, oh, I'm bored out of my mind time. So I I think it's a great idea. Even if you only made three to five hundred dollars a year, and I know you're gonna make more than that, I just think it's a great idea. I'm so glad you did it. Me too. I I really have to get back into designing things. There's like a handful of ideas I have or just you know, ideas I have, I just need to expand on that, you know, might not be that lucrative, but I like the chance that it could be. And now that I've seen that, okay, people actually are buying it. I can just improve upon it and see where it goes. Um, But it's nice when like, you know, I have downtime um, to do stuff like that. It's, uh, 
it it feels good that like oh I'm secretly making oh I secretly made you know a dollar fifty today it's so exciting but um, I don't know it adds up so it, it does add up um, so we're gonna take our quick break now but I'm really excited we we have six more to talk about but at the end of the show I'm gonna talk about this um, blogger slash website that I heard about called financialpanther.com. And this guy's an attorney and he's a gig economy expert and a side hustler. So besides being an attorney, he puts up what he makes each month from various different side hustles. And I was stunned when I clicked on his July thing. I think he made something like $4,000 was his side hustle money. And that's That's from like- Let's say as an attorney, he's making one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand a year, and he's side hustling another four thousand a month. Sometimes I'm like, "Wow, this guy is really good," and I'm going to highly recommend. And I'll put his website in the in the notes. But when I did some research on it, I said, "This guy has got it nailed. He's figured it out." So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come right back. Okay, we're back, and we're talking about side hustles. And Caitlin was just sharing with us her uploading t-shirt designs and it's more than t-shirts it's a graphic design that then goes on t-shirts and sweatshirts and stickers and various other things journals and even leggings it gets kind of weird (laughs) yeah i mean but it's it was a creative pursuit that's now giving you money you're not getting rich but if it's one of five side hustles it gets you towards financial independence sooner. And it does get you towards doing things you really want to do, which is like, I love traveling, you love traveling. Um, you know, whether it's going to the beach or other stuff that you love doing, it allows you that. And many of the times the side hustle can be uh, like a passive pursuit after you do the initial work. And that's kind of what you found out with your thing. All right, so here's a, a six more side hustles I did a little bit of research on that I want to discuss. One of them is teaching English. And a lot of times it's it's not necessarily a lesson plan that you're designing or anything like that, but it's a thing called VIP Kid, where people are, maybe they speak a different language and they speak a broken English or something, and it's your job to teach them English. And it pays pretty well. Um, the other one would be renting a home or a spare room on Airbnb. So obviously, you're saying to yourself, well, how does that work? I don't own a home. There are people actually renting out if you were renting a home and you had a separate entrance to two other rooms or something like that. People are doing that and they are, the amount that they're making from doing daily Airbnbs. So let's say your rent was $2,000 a month for a house and you're the only person living in it, but you had two other rooms that like one included a bathroom and you could put a small refrigerator in the bedroom that has the separate entrance. There are people who are charging, you know, like if you want to split the rent, you go, okay, the person who's going to live with me, can you give me a thousand dollars? Cause the rent is 2000. Well, people are finding out that if they rent, let's say the room for a hundred dollars a night, $80 a night, they're getting enough rentals to outdo the $1,000 a month you would got from a regular renter. So if you only rented it 12 days a month for $100 a month, $100 a day, you're making $1,200, and now your rent became 800 of the 2000 And I know a person, 
I listened to a podcast about two years ago who did this, and she wound up renting four houses. I don't know how legal that is, but she was renting four houses at the same time, and what she was making from the Airbnbs, in one year, she saved money to pay cash for a house in Colorado. So yeah, that's crazy. She was side hustling like crazy. So like if it was $2,000, the people, the amount of money that was coming in for the Airbnb monthly was 1800 So she was only paying $200 a month for the house she was living in. And then in the other houses she wasn't living in, she was renting them if they were 2000 a month for 2400 because the two bedrooms were just being Airbnb'd out. And so she wound up saving so much money, she paid cash for a house in Colorado. And I just think, amazing. Um, one of the other side hustles is dog walking or pet sitting. And there's two websites, Rover and WAG. And they're very adjustable to your schedule. So you can set a schedule that, you know, someone needs their dog walked twice a day and they're working 12 hour days, 12 hour days as a doctor or they're going to be in surgery and they're not always home. And then you set it up to some sort of code or password and you get in the house and you just walk the dog uh, or take care of the cat or whatever it is. Um, I know a person who does this side also where they sell products on Etsy. Um, it's probably, Apparently, very easy to set it up. Etsy charges you 20 cents per listing, and then they take a percentage of the sales, but they have the website. So I don't know if it was Etsy or someplace else, but I know you have that license plate that has the word photographer on it. And it was something that I thought. That was from Etsy, yeah. Yeah, so that person does amazing work. Um, and so, I, you know, I don't know how much they make a year, but it was just a great, great service they were providing. And um, we were very happy. And the person I know is selling um, sort of jewelry and I don't know if it's fragrance stuff like, um, you know, like aromatherapy type stuff. And she's doing okay. She's not like getting rich or anything like that, but it's something good that helps. You know, she was a teacher and she was staying at home because she had children and this really helped a lot, so it was great. Um, here's another uh, side also, and it's doing tasks for people. There's a place called TaskRabbit or Handy, and people who are really busy might need someone like, can you put together the IKEA furniture that came for me? So you're handy enough. You go, okay, I'll come over your house. It costs X amount of money. Oh, great. I need you to put together three desks for me because... I'm not going to be home. I'm the doctor working 12 hours a day. Or, you know, have you ever heard the saying honey-do list? No. Honey-do list is like when a wife would say to the husband, honey, can you do this? And so they, it became <laughs> probably 25 years ago, 30 years ago, it became called the honey-do list, which is, you know, I need you to go pick up the dry cleaning. I need you to do this. So the, all these little errands that people are like, my life has become so busy, but I still need to get my dry cleaning because I have to give a presentation on Thursday. I still need my dog walked. I still need my furniture put together, and I hate putting together my IKEA furniture. Whatever it is, task grab it and handy or places you can go. Um, this is one of the places that mom and I actually did, and it was recommended by a cousin of hers, and it's a secret shopper. So there are services out there 
that you can go and you are shopping on behalf of like a business that wants to know how well their service is so they can improve their service to make more sales. So one of the things we were doing was for a restaurant called Tony Roma's, which specializes in like steak and ribs and all that. And mom and I, you know, I was vegetarian then, not full-blown vegan, but I would go there and I would, uh, you know, have the salad and sometimes I would have the shrimp or whatever. But um, we would get paid, I think, up to $25 a person for whatever we did, and then we had to give a review. And now the way these services work is they want you to take a picture of your food too. So if the food came and it looks kind of sloppy and it's not presented well, then you might not be as inclined to go back to that business. So we weren't taking photos at the time because I think it would look a little too weird like because at the time we were doing this, cell phones with cameras didn't exist. But we were probably four times a year getting a $50 meal at Tony Roma's and we would go and review and like, oh, this one's close to our house and this one's a little bit further away, but it's a free meal. We'd go in there, pay with our credit card and then we would get, the money, a check sent to us in about two weeks. But we'd have to send in a detailed review. And so I'd have a piece of paper and I'd write down some notes, you know, this is the greeting from the waitress. And this is how long it took to get the appetizer. And this is how long it took to get our water refilled and how long it took to get the entree, etc. And as long as you did a detailed review, they just kept saying, yeah, you know, I would contact them and say, hey, can I go out and do a Tony Romas this month? And they're like, yeah, here, go do this one. So it was great. Not bad. Yeah, I was, you know, saving $200 a year in meals. Um, but anyhow, those are the 15 side hustles we have for you today. I am thrilled that you're doing one of them. Um, and I'm hoping that everybody out there who's listening is, you know, considering one of them. You know, like the person I know who every time they travel does surveys and it's just probably to get some little crazy spending money because you're stuck in the airport and you need some food. And you're like, eh, it's not that cheap. Well, maybe your meals were just paid for. You know, you paid $17 at some, you know, TGIFs or something for a meal because you're waiting two hours for your next flight. But person took a survey and they got $25. So that was, you know, kind of worth it. Yeah. Um, so, but that's what we have for this week's podcast. I am thrilled again that my daughter back safe from all her travels. Um, what is your next crazy adventure? You might, you might be going to Hawaii for the Ironman. Um, we'll see. Uh, I think it's to be determined for sure. But, um, right now I'm going to Denver. I'm going to Arizona for three different, three different trips, three different times. Um, all in Arizona, all in Phoenix. And then um, I think that's about it. So not traveling too far, but still technically traveling. Well, you've been in multiple countries this year. I know Costa Rica, France, Bermuda, at least. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is not bad where I travel to. I don't know that I'll be doing any more international travel this year. Um, if I do, then I'm incredibly lucky and I don't know how it happened. But um, FIFA in I'm, Qatar, FIFA in Qatar. I don't know who's just said yeah, that. Yeah, it's you, you. I don't. I, I think put it in the universe. Put it in the universe. Um, 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you learned something. I certainly did. I want to get some free meals. That's right. And just go online and I will attach in the, in the notes for the show um, links to all the places I did some research on. And uh, we thank you again for listening. Please subscribe and we will see you next time. See you on the next one. The content on Dad's Daughters and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.